Warning, the following podcast show that you're about to listen to will include explicit language and content in which you, the members of the audience, may find offensive. Audience discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Yeah, boy. Where anything and everything is a subject matter on the show and no subject matter is ever taboo. Damn, that's what's up, my G. And now, your host with the most, Mr. Kim Wang. Bro, am I getting paid for this? Hello, aloha, konnichiwa, and all that good stuff, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. How the heck are you? This is your boy, Kim Huang, the Asian sensation, rocking out another episode of, that's right, the world famous, yes, world famous, the Kim Huang podcast experience. And we're coming at you live uh, once again from the Asian sensation studios in the greater Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Now, a lot of you guys and gals are wondering, where is the Asian sensation studios? And I got to tell you, um, in the famous line of a very great movie of the 90s, it was called The Rock with Nicolas Cage. And, and of course, you know, Sean Connery, you're, not, you're on the need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know. That's right. So know your place. You know what I mean? It's G15 classified. It's it, Only a few people are allowed to have this right, and y'all don't. Maybe some people in my inner circle know, and it's cool. But y'all don't have the right to know that information. So that's a confidentiality between, you know, me, you and the priest, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, great. But guys, seriously, it is a great day. I I am in the booth. I am very happy um, for a lot of reasons. And, you know, I just want to jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, um, it is very rare. In, you know, my podcast, you know, you have to do something in life that really touched my heart in order for you to be a multi-guest. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where, like, you know, I just can't give it to you. You have to earn your spot. You have to earn your position. That's just that's just how it works. You know, it's like in karate. You know, I can't just give you a black belt. You got to earn that sucker. You know what I mean? That's just how it works. Otherwise, if I just give it to you, then what's the point? It it just it bears no meaning, man. None. And this person is a person that has earned that right. She got in, and I all I gotta say is wow, you know, for sure. She has been a past guest on my podcast over um in episode 12. And that was on season two, which is the current season that we're on right now. Uh, she is a very powerful and a very talented martial artist, being a dual threat as a black belt in Taekwondo and in Goju-Ru Karate. Uh, she has competed all over since you know she was a wee lass and still doing it at her very, very beautiful and you know we'll just say you know refined age, if you will, and still going strong. Uh, she has also done uh, some acting. She has also done uh, a little bit of fight choreography and so forth. And, uh, you know, we are just happy that she's here. She actually uh, competes in NASCA, which is a North American uh, Sport Karate Association uh, under uh, Team Revolution. And we're so glad to have her back twice 
twice, ladies and gentlemen, from the, for the one time in the one time right here in the Asian Sensation Studios. We have the lovely, the talented, the dangerous, the vivacious, yet the the, the mean, badass warrior spirit herself. Clarissa De Hoyos is in the building. Clarissa, welcome back to the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Yay! Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be back. I love it. And thank you for using all of those words to describe me. Oh my God. I'm gonna have to write all those down. That was perfect. I love you, it. I feel like there's gotta be like a <laughs> like a hype man or an agent or you know, somebody in the in the ranks of Don King to really write this stuff down to promote you like that because it just everything that I said is so true and a bag of chips. I mean, you know. We wouldn't say it if we didn't mean it now. Yeah, well, well, I appreciate it. So thank you. And yes, yeah, super honored to be back and glad to be back um, and being able to be with you and talk with you again. So super excited for the show. And yeah, I love it. So thank you again for having me again. You know, it, it was a long time, you know, in the coming ladies and gentlemen, you know, her agent had to talk to my agent. Her promoter had to talk to my promoter. You know, there was a little bit of a, um, you know, a language barrier because my people don't speak Espanol. So, you know, we had to find a way to kind of find the common bond. And, you know, through a lot of contracts and negotiations and everything and Clarissa sitting on that, you know, that high seat with her, you know, high heels sticking out like, you know, she's the, the Queen Don. We were able to really nail this down. So I want to thank all the lawyers and all the um, promoters and agents that worked so hard and diligently to get this going because uh, yeah. real talk, ladies and gentlemen, this is the truth of the year 20, uh, 2023 of this year. Episode 12, where Clarissa made her debut, was the number one highest listening episode in all of the podcast streaming services. Whether if it was on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or um, Amazon Music, they were tuning in. And like the analytics literally was like Wall Street. It started here and it just ascended and it didn't stop. So first question, Clarissa, to to be the one that, you know, that your episode was the highest listening episode in our podcast's history. Um, what does that tell you and how do you feel? Uh, like shocked. I was like, really me? Like, why was I like so interesting? Like, I would love to know, like, why did so many people listen? Like, why me? I just, I was like, wow. I was, I was shocked. Like legitimately, I was shocked. I was like, oh, wow. Like our podcast did, had the most like, okay, cool. I was just honored. And I was like, I wondered like, why? Like, why did ours do? Why did mine do so well? Like. I mean, I'd be generally interested. Like, why? <laughs> you know, I think when it comes to, you know, people in general, when you have something of, you know, an ability or a talent, and you're just a person that is very, um, very active in speaking and very engaging, people get really attracted and magnetized to it. And it is, it is only my theory. Like, it's not like a definite answer. But it is my theory that with your story and what you had to tell, mm -hmm. people really were tuned in. They were locked in and they were just like, oh, my gosh, this Clarissa girl, we, we got to we got to hear about it because, yeah. 
the story's yeah. good. I like it. I mean, we did talk about a lot. I remember us talking about a lot of just stuff. We were everywhere um, in that in that podcast, and I we did. I, I shared a lot of personal stories to like some of my favorite. They like we shared a lot. So I mean, there was a lot like to go off of. It was a very interesting and fun conversation. So yeah, I can see that. It was definitely it was definitely a moment where it was like I was entering the unknown because it was the first time to really talk to you and to meet you like this. Mm -hmm. So I just, in my opinion, I felt like, well, we don't know where it's going to go and what's mm -hmm. going to happen. I know that as a podcaster, I'm going to try to do my very best and see what happens. And for two hours and 30 minutes later, I mean, you can't you can't get any better than that. I know that's crazy. When you told me the time, I was like, "Really? We talked for that amount of time? Like, wow!" Like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I always say it like this: It's like, you know, it's like two friends that reunite like for the first time in a while, and they just sit down, you know, on a chair on the table, sipping on coffee or something, and just catching up on the old times. You know, like you know, like time never really left them. And mm -hmm. I kind of felt like that was where it was going then. Um, even possibly now, you know, so we'll, I mean, Hey, the, the sky's the limit for this uh, episode. I think there's definitely going to be some potential and there's probably going to be some people that were listening then mm -hmm. return back to listen to this and we mm -hmm. might generate new listeners, uh, when it comes to, you know, this type of situation, because every, every story, every episode is different. So we just got to see, you know, it's going to, it's going to happen, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent, I love it. But let's get into it. Um, you had a heck of a year, uh, competing this year. You know, doing a lot of uh, competing and a lot of tournaments. Some that were traditional, uh, some that was NASCAR base. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember, like the last one that I remember reading about, you actually took the whole enchilada. Like you won it. Like you won the um, the thing. And I think like you kind of had like, if I remember the picture on top of my head, like there was like. I don't know if it was like a jacket or something that said that oh, you were yeah. the yeah the pro mac the pro mac championships that were in Destin that's in Florida yes I had to think I was like which <laughs> which one because it right. was it was a very there was a lot of tournaments but yes the last tournament that we went to Joe and I um it was the pro mac championships um in Destin Florida mm -hmm. nice and is that like just strictly like a traditional tournament or is that kind of like a NASCAR kind of thing. No, it was like, a, you know, me personally, I'm not saying that's what it is or how it actually it is. Um, but I think Promac, I feel like it's like the baby sister of NASCAR. Okay. A lot of the rules are the same. You see a lot of the people there, judges, a lot of them are the same. So I consider it like the baby sister. Don't quote me on that. I'm not saying that it is, but I feel it is just because of the similarities and the people that were there. Right. Um, but there, the divisions were the same, same open division, same everything was there. Um, but oh, this would be the championships, only a certain amount of uh, people who scored a certain amount of points in their divisions were invited to go. Like you had to, oh, sorry, my dogs, but you <laughs> had to um, score a certain amount of points. You had to compete in a certain amount of tournaments to be invited to go. And then, so like I competed in three divisions, but I was only able to do two at the two, one, two, two. God, I don't even remember. I think two. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with two. That sounds like a believable we'll thing. Yeah, we'll go with so two. I was only able to do two at that tournament because of how many points I had accumulated in those divisions, even though I had actually done three. I didn't accumulate enough in the other one. So, 
Mm. Mm. What now? What did you compete in? Uh, like, what divisions did you compete in in that one specifically? At that, at the Pro Bike Championships. Yes, ma'am. It was a traditional eighteen plus women's traditional. 18 plus traditional women's traditional forms. Now, when you mean traditional, was it just like like strictly Japanese or was it Japanese and Korean? It was Japanese and Korean. So, wow. Open traditional, open, <laughs> I guess you would call it open traditional. So, yeah, it wasn't strictly Japanese forms or strictly Korean. It was a mix. Right. Okay. Because there's some tournaments like, you know, it's just like, oh, this is forms with strictly Japanese, but this is also forms, but it's strictly Korean, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This one that I did was, it was combined. If you want to okay. say it was combined. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And did, were there like in that specific tournament, was there like a, like a, like a, like a CMX kind of a division, like a tricking division? It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a specific, like strictly CMX division, but you had like the, the weapons and the creative and the open and some of the flips and all of that stuff and the musical like so you had some of the open divisions that were in there right um so yes yeah, so you had a it was a mix like it was an open like what you used to like a nasca open tournament open ter divisions weapons music creative and then the traditional and then the sparring when you found out that you actually won the first place and you were going to go uh compete in the grands what was your initial reaction when you, you know, when that actually hit your mind and you got that news and that notice? When I got first and I was going to go compete for grants. Just Correct. To uh, I mean, also obviously like excited, like, okay, I've made the, that's my first step. Cool. And the next step is to win grants. Right. Like that was like, it's like, okay, cool. I got to, I can't celebrate too early because the goal is, grants i've obtained one obstacle okay we've reached it done it overcome it let's go to the next one and then get grants so that was the focus so obviously still excited but grants was the what i was focused on but knowing that you were going to go um into that process i mean like you just said you were really excited but how did you contain yourself you know without like really going overload because it seems like you were really trying to play your poker face and really still stay in the zone because if it was me, I probably would have lost my marbles and went nuts and start screaming outside, you know, the, the building say, I made it, baby. <laughs> we going to Hollywood. I love it. Yeah. I mean, again, I was obviously like still excited for like, okay, like I did my first, like, I, I competed in it. And then one of the obstacles with these types of tournaments coming from a strictly traditional tournament at traditional tournaments, like the WKF, there's no real time frame mm -hmm. uh, for our forms, but in the open circuit, we have a restriction when it comes to time. So my focus was for my, for this division was I have to stay in my time frame. I only have three minutes and I happen to do one of the longest forms ever, which is super impe. And I was like, I gotta make sure I condense it and stay in the three three time three minute time zone or time limit. So that was really like the focus. And then once I, you know, I hit that and that took first, I was like, all right, cool. I can kind of relax, breathe a little bit because in grants, there's no real, t they're not strict on the time. Let's rewind back a little bit before this specific tournament. How much time did you have to prepare for this? Like, uh, I mean. Super Super Empe has been my form that I've been working on for forever. Like that's my that's my form. Like I've been doing it forever. 
Okay. Again, going back to the time limit, I hadn't trained it to stay within the three minutes. And I learned, I got a hard lesson a couple tournaments prior um, at one of the ProMac tournaments. I got disqualified because I went over the three minutes. Mm. And I just like, I did not think about that rule because I wasn't trained to stay within that time zone because I'd been doing a lot of the, I had just, for team trials, there was no time limit. So I was just training the kata not to stay within the time. So then I went to the open, I got disqualified and I was like, oh, we're not in a traditional tournament right now. So I did that to myself. Let's not do that at the championships. <laughs> so <Oops>. yes. Yeah, <laughs> big oops. Big oops. Well, it is upsetting. You can't be upset at anyone else in those circumstances because I did it to myself. It's right. no one else's fault. It is a rule. I did not follow it. There you go. Done and done. So, wow. so I started wow. training just to make sure I stayed within that time frame. So the form was the same. I just had to condense, condense it. it. Yeah, yeah. Make it, make it shorter, <laughs> quicker per se. So how long did it take for you to actually um, train yourself to actually do that kata in that condensed amount of time meeting that three minute uh, limit? I mean, did it take very long or was it, you know, was the transition pretty easy? Well, it, how was that process? It was, I don't want to say it was like, oh, it was super easy. It was easy enough because I had the, the time to get prepared for it. Mm -hmm. um, if it had been like the next week, I would have been like, oh, this is going to be hard. I might have to change the, uh, I might have to change to a different form because I don't want to go in there rushing and it looks like a hot mess. Right. So I had enough time to train it correctly so that it still looked good and then it still fit the time frame. Um, and then another thing that helped is I had uh, Joe there, uh, my husband, to watch the time. And if it started getting to certain time, like uh, if I had a minute left or a minute, uh, a minute left or 30 seconds, he would yell out a minute left, 30 seconds. So I could hear, okay, I, this is, my time frame. This is where I need to be at that time to right. finish up on time. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. And competing for the big one, competing for the grands on the mm -hmm. biggest stage of a mall where everybody's looking at you. you that's got to be a nervous feeling. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Because even then, um, it was, it was live. So all those open circuits, it was, they had the, um, uh, I don't remember which, uh, Lee or where they were showing it, but they had the camera set up at all the rings. So I was also competing live. Other people were able to chime in and watch live mm. also while I was doing it too. So that's another thing. Like I'm competing with the judges, everyone else is here. And then I have a camera. <laughs> Other people at home are watching me too. So it's like, ah, <laughs> not great. to add any extra amount of pressure, but we're just saying, <laughs> Hi, this, I, don't, I don't know who or what, who's chiming in, but you know, there. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That that is amazing. I mean, how many in in the year of uh, of this year 2023 about like how many tournaments do you think that you yourself have competed this year? I know at least once a month. For sure at least once a month. Some of them had at least two tournaments. Oh, I wish I had an exact amount. Um, if I go based off of just what we have already scheduled, because we already have stuff scheduled for next year, like that's already planned out. 
Mm. Um, and even then it's not set because we might be adding more. So like next year, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. That's just 20. And we might be adding in more. What? So, yeah. Dude, like, you know, how how many of them are NASCA? What? Like, ex- like example, uh, you're. I think like you're going to be hitting the U.S. Open, right? We're hitting the main, the main, the top NASCAR tournaments, like AKA uh, U.S. Open, Diamonds, Capital Classics, uh, Quebec. Um, what else? Mm, I think we're hitting in total about like eight or nine America eight or nine NASCAR tournaments. It, wait a minute, did you just say you're going to hit? The Capital Classics. Capital Classics. Capital Classics. Yeah, Capital Classics. We got to meet. I will oh, done and done. We, we, we got it. We got We got I will be there. I, we got to meet. I Like, seriously, I want to be like that kid where, like, you know, I want to get a hug. I want to get a kiss. I want to jump up. Giddy, like, oh. Happy dance. Happy dance. Yay. Happy I got to kiss and get a hug. Oh, it's a fun day. Nice. Yeah, just like a kid, just like just like a young kid, like a like a, like a baby kid, eat, you know, ordering from the taco truck, and like the girl, the woman's like, "Oh, me little gordita," you know, "Cómo estás?" Too cute. Well, yeah, yeah, that's on the list. That's that's the plan. August first. Oh man, I'm I'm sold. Yeah, I, yeah, we're going to have to make that happen. We we really have to. I Sorry. oh my god, Sorry. if because you know, again, we've known each other for so long. Um, it, I think it actually started like way, way years ago over in, in Facebook land. Mm-hmm. And do I even say that maybe like a, a predecessor of, uh, of like, you know, social media, I I don't know. Were you a MySpace person? I, I was on MySpace for a little bit. I, I didn't really, it wasn't like, like, uh, as big, but I had one. It was right. there. Right. Was there. We were there. Oh, my MySpace may may you rest in peace. I know. God, that was such about- that was a great that was great social media. And you, you can make fun. your own designs on your page and you can even yes. have intro music. The oh, music. I remember yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Facebook, you're messing up, man. You are so we messing gotta up. we gotta update this. We gotta upgrade, guys. Come yeah. on. Yeah. We we, we got, you know, we're in the fe- the the future. The future. Yeah, I want to be able to choose music and background. Come on now. But going going back, like you're going to be competing in a lot of tournaments. Let me tell you some Clarissa. That's you know as well as I do. Those tournaments are not cheap to to really? to pay for the you know to the okay. the competitors fees and the hotels and the airfare. I mean, stuff like that adds up. Like you know, I mean, now I know out of you know at least from what I know. It's not mm-hmm. like you're you're you know sponsored by Nintendo or Toyota or something. So I mean, what gives? Um. So yeah. So that's obviously like I said, we have a lot of big big plans for next year. We want a, a lot of stuff to happen and and make it happen. Um. What we're doing is I don't know if you've seen on Facebook the uh, uh, fundraiser that Joe and I are hosting right now. That raffle. Yes, I did. I had I did catch that. I did catch that. Yes. Yeah. I'll go ahead and explain a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we're using this raffle to help 
uh, fund a lot of our tournaments next year. It's a pretty big raffle. We have about 10 big prizes that we're raffling off. Tickets are only uh, $20. Okay. Uh, and we're doing like one big raffle right before Christmas and then one big raffle right before Super Bowl. But the prizes themselves are like, like, dang, like there's some big prizes. Let me see if I can pull up some of them. But we're using that fundraiser to help fund a lot of the tournaments that we have planned for next year. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. uh, we have signed jerseys. We have uh, Tony Parker. We have a McCaffrey jersey. We have uh, a signed Cowboy Diggs poster. Mm. Uh, uh, an Eagles poster, poster or picture. We have two uh, guns that we're raffling off. Also, okay, uh, Smith and Wesson and an MP5 rifle. Mm -hmm. Like we have some big stuff that we're raffling off. So we're pushing that to help fund our, our tournaments next year <laughs> to help nice. at least get it started. Yeah. Now, what if like somebody just wants to just basically monetarily donate? They just don't, they don't want to, they don't want to, uh, you know, pay for any like, you know, raffles or anything like that, but they just want to straight make a donation. How like would that a, work? A sponsor or something? Well, just like a, like, you know, Hey, you know, I don't want to actually like, I do have the $20, but I don't want to be in the raffle. I just want to give it to you guys, you know, use it as you wish. Well, I mean, I, yeah, that, yeah. All they got to do is just reach out to other Joe and I, or um, we've been doing everything through like cash app to PayPal to Venmo to sell, like whatever they got, I'm sure we have, and we'll make it happen. Like, so what if face what is it facebook the pay through facebook also like we'll make it work so yeah anyone who wants to like donate or help out anything anything would help at this point just to help us get there because it is it is it is a pretty penny to just compete let alone travel and then hotel and then obviously eating <laughs> over there too so yeah anything and everything helps it would be greatly appreciated now, why don't you settle uh, a stereotype? Because, you know, obviously, as you know, you know, and as well as I know, obviously, like, let's say in the NASCAR circuit, there are great, a lot of great martial arts teams. You know, you, you talk about like uh, Team Paul Mitchell, you're talking about Team Straight Up, and then, of course, you know, Team Revolution, Team AKA. But mm -hmm. the stereotype that people say is that when you're actually in these uh, specific prestigious teams, they pretty much cover everything in terms of like, you know, your travel, your hotel, um, your um, competitors fees for whatever divisions that you want to compete in. I mm -hmm. mean, is that is that actually true or that's not quite how that works? So I can only speak to a certain point about that. And then I can only speak about like, you know, if you want to say our team, I know a lot. Every team does it differently depending on what team you are. Um, I our for us, we get a lot of our competitor fees taken care of and then or like our uniforms, like I don't have to like anything that I need as far as uniforms or weapons or anything like that. That's uh, the gear, any like uh, bags or anything. That stuff is is taken care of. Mm. For, for so that that's there. It's just the other stuff, you know, like getting to the tournament, <laughs> like I need to get there. And I need somewhere to stay. That's where it comes down to. Wow. 
mm-hmm. almost seems like it's a um being a competitor in that you know in that area of nazca or in general mm-hmm. that it's it's a lot like it's really like it's a huge ask to you know to go to these tournaments and to actually you know work hard to you know raise funds to get to said tournament to stay yes. over you know near a hotel that where the tournament is mm-hmm. uh to pay for these fees it's almost like like I, I almost feel like I got to sever my left arm off just to, you know, to compete. Mm-hmm. Like, here you go. This is, this is, you know, will that cover the cost? All right, cool. You can maybe. have it. You can only cover, maybe it might cover just a little bit of it and for a portion of time. So we'll need the other arm eventually. Mm. Nice. <laughs> nice. Eventually. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it is what it is when it comes to the, the cost. It's it. And it goes with, if you want to go into that aspect, the economy, inflation, pricing, and everything that's just going up, tournament prices are going up. Everything is going up um, in itself. Back when we were competing, when I was like 10 or 11, like I think 50 bucks covered everything. And now it's, it's probably double or triple that. Yeah. 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 Knowing that um, you're, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. I couldn't, no, I, I was, it was, that was it. And if, if you're doing more than one or two or three divisions, like, and it's like, like yeah like, some of the kids who i know do like eight or nine divisions i'm just like how <laughs> how and that's that is a very that's two pretty pennies how about that yeah yeah i would say so uh-huh. well, well being a competitor like you are you know you know with all these tournaments and everything like that you know how does one like specifically yourself how do how do you prepare for the season how do you prepare for everything because it's a it's a load. It's a, it's definitely a course load and a half. It's it's nonstop work um, for us. Like uh, you have different other or you have other sports per se sports that have seasons. Yeah, we don't have a season. We're ongoing. Like we're nonstop working and training. There's no stop for us. There's no like okay five months then you take a break for the rest and then we get back at next year. Like no boo boo we keep working. The grind never stops. So yeah, training hasn't stopped. It's even from the ProMac this that that last tournament. That was our last like official tournament, and we've haven't stopped practicing since. We've been practicing more now because of the goals that we have for next year. Right. What we did this year isn't going to uh, help us achieve what we want next year. We need to put in more time, more work, and especially for some of the stuff we have surprises surprise divisions that we want to bring out next year that's even more time that we need to practice so it's like we've got to really put in the time and work and really dedicate that time because if not then it's not going to happen what is your training schedule like like how do you like balance everything what do you do how how frequently is the training and for how long um so i do strength training and conditioning uh in the mornings before i do anything um, uh, so I'll, I'll get up at about four thirty, four forty-five in the morning. What? I'll, yeah, I, I got to. I Can't have to. do it. I'm, I'm, in, I'm already in bed still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag laziness, folks. That's a bad. It's a bad trait. <laughs> but again, that's why I was like, cut off time for this maybe ten o'clock, because by nine thirty, ten, I'm like, okay, it's bedtime, guys, because I wake up so early in the morning to train for about an hour and a half. And then I start my day as far as like my work, my business. Um, I'll train as far as got the forms routines for about 
an hour. Mm. And then if I have any other work or appointments and then I'm done for the day. Right on. So, so what are, so what are the goals for next year in terms of like, you know, your, your, your competition career? Uh, so the, the main goal out of everything next year, for me personally, out of all the tournaments, we have uh, two tournaments that we're going to be going to. We have the first one. Let me pull up my list because this is how I am. We have the USA Karate US Open March 29th through 31st. That is like big tournament because that's going to be a big indicator on how I will do at the team trials uh, in July 11th in Louisiana. Okay. So those are my two tournaments that I'm focused on. So the US Open will let me know how where I'm at, what I need to work on, how I'm going to do, because then I have March, April, May, June, three months to get ready for team trials in July. Because that is the goal for me personally is working my way up to the team. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Everything oh. else is extra. Um, NASCA. I've I would like to um make a name for myself in the NASCA circuit. It would be nice. It is not like I must do this, but it would be nice because I've never been able to do it. I've never done very well in the NASCA circuit. Um it's just it is it is what it is, but I would like to work on that. <laughs> I would like to make some kind of name. Well, I think there's two there's two of your teammates that are already, you know, doing that, especially in the women's division. Like one oh, comes into mind, um Amber, Amber yeah. Shackleford. Like is that, Amber, that is that yeah, her name? Rutherford. 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 I'm sorry, Amber Amber huh? Rutherford. That's one. Oh, and yeah. then and then another one um is Kaylin Kowalski. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They they've really like they've made a name for themselves and they're doing phenomenal. Amber is like gone, like she's just Boom. Like out of nowhere, she's just been like a little firecracker and doing amazing. Like I love to see, I, I say young girls because I'm like almost 10 years older than them, but these young girls just come up and just make a huge name for themselves. And it's just like amazing to watch because these are the next up and coming women um, that are taking over and working the circuit. And I love it that women are still in it. They're still making a name for themselves and looking to see, looking back at where they started and where they're at now is just like, it's amazing to watch. I love it. And I'm honored that they're part of my team too. Like, yeah, they're even better. They're on my team. <laughs> they're nice. better. Any chance that, you know, at least in the, in the NASCA circuit that you're going to hit the Korean division? <laughs> so I said, surprise uh, divisions. We're looking at doing Korean again. Nice. Because since they brought back Korean challenge, I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, I saw. I, I, I actually know. I went this year. I actually went to the Capital Classics, and they had the Korean division. And, yes. You know, I was really glad to see that because, like, I was like, "Wow, you know, this is great." Because you know, I think the Korean division should uh, have its place. Right. You no. Know? Yeah. And, and rightfully so. And to see that as a Korean stylist, um, it made me very proud. Mm-hmm. It yeah it it should have it if we're going that route with a Japanese like Japanese challenge the traditional challenge right Korean should have its own like separate division also as far as like challenge correct uh, there's no like modification like it is that's Korean like, yep that we're not changing anything so I love that again that's my background my background is Taekwondo that was my first style 
So I'm excited to be able to bring that back and showcase that too. I just kind of want to see um, how it works because I haven't I haven't seen it done. I haven't seen the division run. Um, I'm not I'm very unsure about the rules. So AKA I will not be bringing anything because that's going to be my time to like ask questions to see how it's done, kind of see it before I actually like do it. That makes sense. What I remember was it was Caitlin Vong and it was um, Gabrielle uh, Dunn Rudolph mm-hmm. going head to head in the mm-hmm. Korean, you know, division of that net magnitude. Mm-hmm. And both of them were competing at the same time, sharing the stage and doing their forms at the same time. So I think that's how that's going to play out. Um, okay. But that's- yeah, but, um, you know, that's mm-hmm. all I got to say about that. And before I forget, I want to congratulate you because I know that you actually had um, you passed your black belt exam in Taekwondo being now a oh, sixth yeah. Don. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank that that yes. Thank you. Yay. Yes. Finally. 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 Oh. Finally. It's circle alive. It finally happened. And we've been to fifth degree or four. I don't even fourth. No, I'm sorry. Four. We were fourth degree for so long. It was like we were going to six because it we so I was supposed to originally belt test back in 2019, but that's when this whole fiasco when I broke my arm happened. So I was like, yep. no, yeah. not happening. We're just gonna wait, put it off. And it was just we put it off way too long. So that's why we're six now, but it was like finally. <laughs> right on. No, finally. I was when I heard about it and I saw the news, I was very happy for you. I was like, yes, uh-huh. my yes. Mi amiga, yes. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. Ooh. Super excited and glad that we me and my brother again were able to do it um together and my family and everyone was there too to be there. So yes, it was it was a great event. It was a good time. Nice. So mm. how's life in the professional world, in the working world with your business? How's that going? <sighs> stressful. It's been, been stressful, but in, in a good way. In a good way. I'll say that. Good way as far as like just staying busy getting it running, getting it going. Um, in what I am doing, there's certain licenses that I need to obtain to be a full on licensed agent and to be able to service clients fully in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm missing one, one, if you want to say exam, one exam, I need to pass one more exam before I'm fully licensed. And you know, it's hard. <laughs> it's very hard. Yeah. Um, so this exam, I've actually, unfortunately, I failed it twice. Uh oh. Um, but it's just odd. Like it was in the exact same, like same amount of questions in the same category, same amount. So it's like, how did I do it the same exact way twice? Like, okay, you know what? It's fine. I don't want to think about it. It is what it is. Let's just move forward. Um, the way that it's this exam is styled is more based off of which answer is best based off of what is given. So I, all of them are technically correct. I just have to choose the best one based off of what they're giving me. And that's just, just kind of like, oh, like it, it, it's hard. Like it's hard to figure out like which one is best according to the question, the client and everything like that. So one more exam and then I'll be fully licensed. I'll have the office up and running next year. So excited about that. because That's coming. Just taking time. That's all it is. It's just time that we got to get through. Now, for those that may have missed it or don't know, explain um, to everybody, you know, what it is that you're doing and what is it that you're offering? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so I'm looking to be, uh, basically what I like to call a financial coach, uh, a coach in helping families or people with their finances, making sure they're on the right track. They're getting everything set up retirement. If they need a budget plan or get out of debt plan or whatever the case is, they want to start investing. Like that's what I'm looking to, to do and, and help people and just kind of coach them on that. Because I mean, we, we all need it. We need to right. be coached on it. That's something that we're not taught growing up. It's not really educated properly in the school system. And we're not taught really what, who or what, or how it works, how money works. And we're kind of just thrown out in the real world. Like, hope you figure it out. Bye. And then by the time high school's done, we get credit cards and college loans. And like, if we don't do it right. We're just setting ourselves up for failure. And that's just because no one knows we're not educated. And so what we're doing is really trying to get out there to educate people and all of that and help them so that they set themselves up properly and they don't have to work till they're 60 or 70 if they don't want. Like you can retire at 40, 50 if you want and you have enough money. And that's that's not a worry anymore. If that makes sense. Like that's yeah. that's what I'm trying to do and what we do and what my goals are for San Antonio and looking to expand and and just help help people with their finances and give back. Nice. Uh -huh. So when everything is said and done and you, you got the, the, the official business on, on lock, even though I think uh -huh. it, you, you, you still have that thing going, what would be the name of said organization? Uh, my business will be called rise above financial services. Nice. Uh -huh. nice. And then once you actually, like you say, once you actually pass that last exam, uh -huh. then like, when do we uh, start to see it be put into full effect? Oh, you will know because I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> it will not be a secret. Like I'm going to go live as soon as I pass. Like I'm going to have the paper and everything. Like I did it. I'm ready because as soon as I'm I pass, I'm I'm ready to go. I can start helping people because so I'll put it out there. I'm here. I'm licensed. I can start helping clients and I can start doing all that stuff. I mean, I can start helping people as of now. Um, I just won't be the the actual like agent as of yet, I have to get them with someone else who's licensed. Um, but I can still do all the other services. What I can't do right now is the investments. Right. I can't do any of that yet, but everything else I can do, but yeah, it won't be a secret. It'll be out there. <laughs> I'm going to let people know I'm licensed baby. So yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. What made you get interested in that? Cause there are a lot, you know, a lot of people when they hear that, they're just like, Oh man, that's, that's more of a career move than an interest move. But I know that you were really interested in doing this. So what what sparked the idea to 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 take on such a challenge like that and to say, that's what I want? Like, you know, how did you come up with that? I love that question. So it kind of fell into my lap, like out of nowhere. Like this opportunity just came honestly out of nowhere. Um, my mentor, he found me on Facebook and we just got to talking and just ran just just started just talking about everything and it was like you know like hey like you is this uh you are you like what you're doing right now is this something that you see yourself doing five ten years from now and i was like honestly like no just because of looking at like finances and benefits i like i gotta start adulting now we gotta start looking at some of those things that are necessary um because I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting older I'm going to have a family soon. Like I have to have these things. It's not just me. Um, she was like, Oh, we, then let's, let's meet. Let's, let's talk. And we got to talking and he showed me what he does. And it's like, you maybe would you be interested in learning? And I was like, absolutely. 
I want to become a client because I need all this stuff. I don't have any of these things for me. I don't have benefits. I don't have anything set up. I have nothing to my name. I don't know anything. I don't know how many works. So that's when I first started as far as like why is because I needed it for myself. And if I could learn for myself, I could probably help other people around me or vice versa. If I don't even know how this stuff works. Who else around me doesn't know? Right. So right. I started helping my family out, help my my dad, my mom out, making sure that they were taken care of and my brother. And I was like, you know what? I I need to do this because if my family, my people don't even know who else doesn't know. Right. Who else can I help? So that's that's honestly why I started, because I wanted to learn. And then I saw it as an opportunity to be able to give back and teach and coach other people. I love teaching. I love coaching. I love helping from everything that I do, martial arts to my business to however. Right. If I know it. I want to be able to teach it and give back. Um, it goes back to when I why am I going to hold on to this information when I pass? Like that's that's this that this is not the reason why that information and that if you want to say gift was given to me, mm -hmm. it's given to me to give back. That's why. So that's why I, I honestly love what I do because I've seen it change people's families and this their finance and just everything and just a whole like flip side. So I that's why I started and why I continue to pursue it and do it and why I'm so like gung ho at it. Nice. Nice. Well, I mean, it definitely sounds like you're heading in the right path and you're in your, you got the right mindset. I don't doubt that you will pass this last exam. And when you do, I am looking forward to the live, you know, I want, I want champagne bottles popping. You know, oh, I want to, I want day. you to, I want you to dance to some music that you probably, that it makes no sense to, but you're going to dance anyways, you know? <laughs> You know, there's I, gonna be happy tears. I'm gonna be crying. I'm gonna be a mess. We're gonna be like, oh, we're gonna be like, it'll be right then and there. It'll be a raw like, this is it. <laughs> I'm a mess, but I'm happy because we finally, we finally did it. Nice. Um, and I love that that people have kind of followed my journey in this. Um, and because I mean, it's it's happened. I failed on one of the other exams also, and I was like, you know what? And I went live for that too. It's just like you know, it's because just showing that. It, it's anything worthwhile is going to be tough. Right. It's just how it goes. Look at uh, being a black belt or getting a degree or anything. It, it takes time. You're not going to get it the first time. Right. And there's just a reason for it. And you know what? Just cry it out. Do what you got to do. But then you know what? Let's let's buckle down and suck it up and let's keep moving forward. And, and that's why I did it too is just to show people like I'm in it for the long run. It's tough. It's not easy. I fail. It's okay if you fail, but what what matters is what you decide to do now. I'm not quitting, and I'm gonna make it happen too. So I have people following me in this little journey, and um, so I'm excited to whenever that does happen that I know I have other people kind of rooting for me and cheering me on that I can say that I I did it, and uh, I couldn't have done it without these the support of a lot of my people and my mentors and friends who have been cheering me on on the sidelines. I will say this and I'll give you a piece of advice. The next, when is the next time that you're going to take this exam? When, when are we going to have attempt number three? So I have to take it in January. So I have 30 days. Like I have, I have to take 30 days off before I can take it again. So the goal is to take it like halfway sometime in mid January. Mm, okay. This is what, this is what you do. And, 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 and I, and I thought about this. I just thought Listen. about this. 
This was like literally the epiphany came out like five seconds ago. So when you <laughs> sit when you sit down and they're like, okay, you may begin your test now. Just go ahead and breathe and then just look around. And if you see an Asian person right next to you, just be like, A, C, C, E. Yes, I'm going to pass the test. I love it. I I approve. (laughs) Yes. You know, I mean, if, 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 you know, I don't, I don't care if he, if he's Chinese, if he's Japanese, if he's Vietnamese, you're in. If he's Filipino, if he's Filipino, he probably drank the night before. Don't trust it. You know what I mean? If he's from Thailand, you'd better stay away because, you know, the spiciness of the food, you know, that BO problem is kicking. Well, in that case, if I go in and there's someone not like that, like not sitting next to me, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I have to reschedule. I can't take this test right now. I can't do it. I'm going to have to reschedule it. So let's just do this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For okay, sure. Done and done. Done and done. I can make this happen. I love it. Yes, yes. There okay. you go. So what's going on in the in the world of, um, you know, local um, film acting? I mean, are you still kind of like, uh, you know, involved in that um, in that area, in that arena? A hundred percent. Oh my God. I'm so glad you asked me this question. So Joe and I um, just finished working on uh, our last, our latest feature film. So the, when we had last talked, I talked about DJ Goodwin and eyes of a Roman. And that was like, he'd already shown it in theaters and bomb was just awesome. So CJ, we just, he just, we just wrapped actually a couple weeks ago, his latest film, and it's called Sherlock Holmes, Mayor of the Night. I remember. And, yeah, I remember we talked about it in that um, on our last pre- uh, episode back mm-hmm. way back in the day. Yes. Yes. So yes. we finally were able to get it started. We filmed our scenes. They just wrapped. So now CJ's in editing mode right now. So looking forward for it to um, to drop sometime fall next year. But super excited to see this because he I mean. Not that he didn't he didn't go all out obviously in eyes of a Roman, but this was like the next like, all right, we've learned it's time to move up. So this was like the next the level up from that, and the storyline and just everything. Oh my god, I cannot wait! Just looking at some of the stuff that he shared, the cinematography, the way that it looks, um, some of the snippets that he shared with us, like it looks amazing. I'm super excited to see it. Super excited. So yes, we are still, um working very heavily in the acting film world here in San Antonio. That was the last feature that we just did. Um, I was fight choreographer for it. Uh, I had a major fight scene in it. I actually got to fight Joe and then two other men in that fight scene also. And I got to beat them all up. So yes, so much fun. (laughs) So So much fun. Oh yeah. It was, it was great. It was a lot of fun filming that it was, it was great. So I'm super excited to see it and, how it's all gonna look and yeah i can't wait i can't wait for that to come out did you ever think in your wildest dreams in your whole life of existence that you would ever you know chase the dream and and to be you know a fight choreographer and a stunt coordinator because as long as much as i've known you i never really thought that that was in the cards so how was that in the cards no idea it just happened like it just happened. Like it's a lot of the other things that happened in my life. It just happened. It is what it is. So it's, it's all started obviously at martial arts and know how to fight and know all this stuff. And then kind of going from 
the martial arts to doing like demos and like we would choreograph some fight stuff together, me and my brother. And um, when I got into college, the university there, I was I already had this itch for acting back in high school. It started in my senior year. I had the theater class and I was like, I like this. Mm -hmm. This is fun. Like, I don't know what it is, but I, I like this. I want to pursue this more. Right. Um. So, and when it came to the university, that was one of the first things was like, where's, where's the club or where's the acting club or where, what do I wear? Where do I got to go? Right. So I was introduced to acting Um. and the, the, what we call the practicum and being a part of the other projects there in, in the university. Um. I was working in the theater also. So I was like, in, I was, you know, one of those kids. I was in it 100%, 24-7. I lived in the green room, basically, building sets, helping other, like, seniors with their projects, whatever the whatever it was. Like, I wanted to learn as much as I could. So I kind of, like, immersed myself into that world to learn. So that's where I became really good at the makeup. I became good at designing the sets. I became good at um, the scripts. I became really good at... Um, the fight choreography, like I just immersed myself into that world. And how did it even begin as far as like, I think I, I got a role in a film and uh, they were kind of asking like, oh, like, it, it, there was a fight that had to happen. And I was like, well, let me, let me help you. I have a background in this. And they're like, what? Claire, you know how to fight. I was like, oh, honey, let me show you. So I helped them <laughs> choreograph their little scene and it kind of just grew from there. Right, And then that's where my background came into play. And then the actual fight choreographer at the university got me to help him choreograph some of the fights in the actual shows that were going on at the university. So I learned from him um, and he taught me a lot of like the differences from film to theater. There's some differences when it comes to fighting on stage to fighting in a film. Right. Uh, so I, I learned, again, as much as I could from him. And then it came, like, I'd learned some of the sword play. I learned how to do some sword fights. Also, that is so cool. Beside note, learning how to do sword fights with, like, right. the rapiers and everything, like, the old school, like, sword fights. Like, oh, my God. Um, And, yeah, and that's where I was the fight choreographer. That's what I became known as. Like, if you need if you're a fight, Claire. You uh, need this, Claire. Like, go talk to her. She'll help you choreograph it. Or she knows people who can fight to get you in, who can be in your film. Right. So it kind of just started there in the Valley. So there's two, there's a, a community college and the university. So I became that for both. So the community college would hire me on to help with their fight scenes. And then the university would help, would hire me to help with theirs. So I just became that down there in the Valley. When I moved here to San Antonio, a lot of the other people that were I graduated with moved up here. So it helped kind of get my name out there here in the San Antonio community because I knew that they knew me. I knew them. Like you just kind of like they kind of threw my name around. So that helped build my name up here. Um, and then it just happened a film that I was working on. They had a mixer. One of the guys, Lawrence, I love Bell. He forever will be thankful because he's the one that introduced me to cj and that's how i got to know cj and it just went from there i want to pick your i want to pick your brain on something because you know there is a lot of debate uh with certain people that say oh doing a fight scene that that that's easy as uh solving 
the math problem of one plus one, you know, which I tell people that is definitely not the case. So that being said, when mm -hmm. it comes to, you know, making a fight scene, what what is required? Um, what are the do's and don'ts? And how can you actually make a fight scene successful, at least to the point where it's like, OK, that that looks good. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Um, okay, well, I'm going to go kind of like my my rules and my steps of what I follow whenever I get asked. So I'll just use CJ as a perfect example because he's the most, uh, the one I just, just worked on. So first off, basically, like, there has to be a trust between me and the director. The director has to trust me to do my job, and I have to trust the director in what he's telling me, the information he's giving me, that is what he wants. Right. He can't change it all of us. I mean, I mean, he technically can. He's a director, but it just would kind of hinder what we've already have done. Right. So it's like we have a meeting. We sit down. OK, this is what I want. This is what I want you to do. This is how long these are the web. Like, I need everything. Where? What kind of ground are we going to be on? Is it a stage? Is it what are we wearing? Other weapons? How long? How many people? What what's the is there any lines like I get? everything as much information as i can because the more i have then the better that this fight scene is going to be so i ask all the questions at that point and then um next is who like how many people is it one is it two is this me and one other person is it me and three how many like you know is it one-on-one -on -one, two on one like how is it going to work so once I get that, then I have to figure out, okay, are these people that you are bringing on or do I need to find these people? And then based off of that, I can kind of go from there. I like, obviously, you want to work with people that you know, because you know what they're good at, what their uh, strengths are, weaknesses, what we need to work around. Obviously, I want to work with people who are around me so we can practice because it comes down to practice and repetition, honestly, 100%. Um, and uh, based off of that, then we we meet and then we kind of like, OK, on uh, obviously safety is first. That is my number one priority. Sure. I don't want anyone doing anything that they're not comfortable with. And I don't want anyone doing anything that they feel like they are not comfortable with. Like if I give a move that I know, like you can do this, but they're not they're still not comfortable with it. Don't worry. Let's change it because I don't want you uncomfortable. My job is is still safety. That is priority. Um, once I have that, then we kind of, okay, this is the, the, um, the, the, the time era. This is how they fought. I have to do research on like, when was it? The, the 1800s. This is what they used. This was the fighting style. This is how they work. Okay. I did copy that because I want to, it to be legit. Because mm -hmm. I'm one also, when I am watching a film, I'm like, they would not have used that in that time zone or in that time, that weapon. That's not how they would like, I, you know, I'm just, that's just how I am. As a martial artist, as far right. as like, fight. yeah, as fight. Yeah. So I'm like, no, that didn't make sense. And I mean, it goes through with anyone. Like when uh, my husband, he's a police officer, and he looks at uniforms and military, and I'm like, that's not right. That's not right. That doesn't make sense. He has it on the wrong side. So it's like people who know look at these things, and it kind of just gives like that background of the credential to your film. Like, did you actually do the research for your film or are you just kind of like, Oh, that looks good. Go ahead and just do it. Like, no, yeah. I want it to be legit. So right. that, those are a lot of the steps that I take when it comes to fight choreography. But even then, like, there's a lot of things that like, 
in this last fight, uh, this film, we had to right. change. We had to change and adapt a lot. We had one guy that we had to cut, so it went from four fighters to three. I was like, okay, we got to make this work. Again, luckily, I had and I built a trust with my team. They trusted me, and I trusted them. They trusted me to like, okay, Claire, what do we got to do? Tell us what to do, and we'll make it happen. It's like, okay. So, you know, just building that camaraderie and that trust and that family ethic with your team helps. Right. And then uh, uh, being able to just adapt and work on the fly. Like, so it's not, it is not easy. It's not set in stone. Like, you got to be able to adapt last minute. And we had to. We had to adapt last minute multiple times. And I had the trust of my people and the trust of the director and everyone else around. Like, okay, this is how we're going to work. So, no, it's not easy. <laughs> and I would not say it's easy at all. Like, there's many let, factors that you got to take into consideration. Let me paint you a hypothetical. Say, for yeah. example, that there was going to be a martial arts fight scene. And for some, and you, you being the person, uh, you are, let's say, one of the people that are, that is involved in that fight scene as like, okay, I'm fighter A and this is fighter B. And then all of a sudden you have people that are not, um, let's say they're not the fight choreographer. They're not the stunt coordinator. Uh, they don't know a lick about martial arts. Uh, they have not even took a lesson in martial arts. Mm -hmm. They go ahead and they impose their will and they're going to say, oh, well, you should do this instead of this. You should do this kind of kick instead of this kick. You should do this versus this. What are your opinions on that? And what do you think about those individuals that try to impose their will in that way? Whether if it's like a cameraman or a sound man or an actor, again, that just doesn't know anything like what what would be your stance on that? Oh, I'm getting comfortable because I'm about to tell you a story because this happened. So, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so this happened on the Eyes of a Roman set. OK, so with that one, the only thing with that one is I, I was there's one fight choreographer, just me and like a million people that I was working with when it came to this fight scene. And the thing with that is you had, again, factors. A lot of people dropped out when we first started this fight choreography and a lot of new people came in. So a lot of people didn't know me. They didn't know a lot of people around. They were just brand new, didn't know the fighting, just didn't know anything. So we just, we have to adapt. Um, we have to do this where, again, safety is priority. Everyone is safe. We're good. We're comfortable based off of, and then obviously the, what the director wants, where the, like, there's a lot of factors to just take into consideration when it came to that fighting because there are so many people fighting at once so because of that and because of where we were at and what was going on in a certain scene there were certain people who did not know the fight choreography who could not be seen like just you don't know it you're just you're brand new you cannot be seen because you don't know the fight choreography and we don't have time to teach you so i'm going to put you here and this is just a bait you're you're basically going to get killed off you're going to be one of the people who get killed off real quick, but at least, hey, you're in the film. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Done and done. But this individual wanted to change the what I had given uh, her. She wanted to like, no, this is what we're going to do. This is, And she was talking not to me, to the actor that she was working with, that she was supposed to be fighting. It's like, no, we're not, we won't do that. Let's do this and let's do this and this. Well, that other actor came up and told me and was like, hey, this is what's going on. I... I think you should know, but I, 
I was like, okay, let me address it. And so I addressed it and always in a professional manner. Look, this is what you, why, who, what, where, where, when, boom, boom, boom. Yes. Okay. Done. As I was turning away, she then again was like, no, we're not going to do it. And I was like, I'm okay. So I go to the next chain of commands. Mm-hmm. That is going to be the uh, assistant director. So I was like, okay, I'm not even going to talk to you anymore because you you have no authority. This person has the authority. So I went and talked to the director. This isn't director and told her what was going on. She's like, no, not going to happen. I'm just going to kick her off set. So she got kicked off set. So it's like, no, wow. no, boo boo. You do not mess around in this with this and what we are doing and undermine my authority. I am the fight choreographer, not you. Um, in that same sense, every film set that I have worked on, that is the only time someone has done that to me, undermined my authority. Right. Everywhere else, everyone has had their, like, either if they had a concern, they came up like, hey, Claire, like, I have, this is what's going on. I don't know if this is right or should we be doing this? We talked down, like, you know what? That looks better. Do that. If if something I gave them and it, it didn't look right and they changed it and like, hey, they came up and talked to me about it and like, you know what? That looks better do it. I like that way better than what I did. That works for me. Or vice versa. Like, Hey, this is why we need to do it. So no one has ever done that to me except that one time. Wow. That one, like I was like, Oh wow, this is really happening right now. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is crazy. So yeah, I just, you know, next game of command, I'll go talk to the director and she got kicked off set. Like you don't do that. You don't do that on any set. Like it's sorry. No. If y'all thought that the Karens of the world actually ruled this town, you got another thing coming because, honey, you you know, you are not the one. Let's be real about it because, like Larissa said, and I agree, number one, safety is a huge issue. Number two, know your place and stay in your lane because, you know, if you don't know anything about this and there's somebody that specializes in that, you know, area of expertise, Better go with the sure thing and not your thing. Because chances are, it ain't working. Yeah. And it's 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 a small-knit community. We all know, we know everybody. So she more than like, and there's a lot of well-known actors that were on that set. The directors and everyone that were on that set are very well-known in the San Antonio film community. You're going to get black sheep because of that attitude that you're giving us. If you're willing to do that to a fire choreographer, to someone who has some kind of authority, what are you going to do to everyone else? Yeah, you're just doing it. You're just hurting yourself. Like, why? Why? And you got kicked off set. And all the scenes that you were in, sorry, they got deleted. Like, why? There you go. So yeah, you just you just don't you just don't do that. That's not how it works. (laughs) Sometimes I have to question why somebody like that would go against the grain and go rogue. Like, no. Like what, what is, what, what are they thinking? What's in their mind frame? Do they just think they automatically know it all and they're, they're better than you knowledge wise, or they just feel like, oh, because, you know, I'm a person that has this role and it's a lead or whatever, yada, yada, yada. I I pretty much have like, you know, a lot of leeway because it all revolves around me. I, and that's funny because she was just an extra, like you are an extra honey. You're not even a lead. You have no speaking lines. Like, I don't understand. You're not a speaking role. Who are you? You are someone that is expendable and we are going to get rid of you. And we did. 
So I'm sorry. No. So I've never, I've never had that happen to me. It was that only that one time everyone else, thank God has always been like, they've been awesome to work with. Like amazing. Like this last film, uh, Sherlock had everyone on the set was just amazing. Like just amazing. Even with the, the creek. Cause I mean, it was, it was outside. It got cold. It was long nights. And you know what? Like we're all in this together. We could complain and gripe and nothing's going to get done or we could just suck it up and just get it done. Nice. So like that's, that's just how we work. And I, I love having that, that, that team or that family, like kind of like ethic, like this, either we get it done or someone complains and then like, just, just get it done. We, right. We're here. Let's just get it done. Nice. That's it. that's it. So, yeah, I love it. I, I like working with a lot of the the people here because they've, like I said, they've been really, really good and, and fun to work with. And like they have, they always bring the, the family camaraderie. And that's what I, I look for when it comes to working on a film. Nice. Nice. So where do you see yourself like, you know, in the industry for the future? Like, do you see yourself in the long run still wanting to be a fight choreographer and a stunt coordinator? Or do you want to kind of diversify more into acting and, and, and try to, you know, challenge yourself in that realm? I would love to challenge myself in the acting realm. I would love to like really see how far I can go and kind of dive or dig deep into mm -hmm. that realm and right. just see and just try and just see what we can do with it. Um, I, I, uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I haven't really given, been given a very, very uh, uh, real opportunity to really see what that would look like. Mm -hmm. So I would like to try. The last time I had a, a a role, some big a big role was back in uh, uh, in theater when I was a lead in one of the plays. Like I was a lead, I was a lead in that. So that was okay. the last time. But this was like whee, years ago. I don't even want to know how far back it was. Um, that was the last time I really got to like really uh, see how far I could go. And after that, it's just been like a lot of just the the fighting roles. So yes, I would love to get some kind of role where cool if it has fighting, cool if it doesn't, but just to like see where my acting goes and see what I can do. Like I want to try. So yeah, as far as that, I really would like to go into the acting. Um, not saying that I don't want to do fight choreography because I love it. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy doing it. And I love being the, obviously I love being the go-to, but just uh, I'm the I'm a, a woman who's a fight choreographer. That mm -hmm. it's not very common, especially here in Texas. Like it's not very common. Right. So having that like um here and I've been able to like obtain that for myself and make a name for myself. I want to keep that. But I want to try acting. <laughs> Why not? Well, I, I I I got a slight little confession here and you know, I just I just want to put a disclaimer, folks, that uh, I'm not a homewrecker. OK, so I just want to say that right now. I am a nice guy. And mm -hmm. to uh, Clarissa's uh, husband, Joey, um, please don't find me and try to hunt me down by chasing me with your Jeep and try to shoot me with the 12 gauge shotgun. I, I am not that person. I'm a peaceful man. I'm a loving man. But mm -hmm. if I'm going to be honest with you. Recently, I did have a dream, and uh, we were in a we were in a film together. We had a fight scene. The <gasps> fight scene was that you and I were fighting in a tattoo shop, and it was really? 
Yes. And it was like, you know, it was like, you know, you were looking for me because like I was the bad guy. I was getting tattooed and I'm just like, oh, go ahead. Uh, you know, you're, uh, you know, bleep. And you're just like, okay, that's it. So we have a fight scene and yes, you know, it's a martial arts fight scene and it's great and it's going good. And, you know, just when I thought that I was going to win because I'm this, you know, macho guy and I'm supposedly like men are supposedly stronger than women. You came back by uh, grabbing a tattoo machine and you ended up like stabbing me in the throat with it. The very same tattoo machine that I was getting tattooed with. So, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I love this. This needs to happen. <laughs> you know That's what? Awesome. It, it, if we can find a place, uh, I'm down. I'm so down. I love it. That is crazy. And of all places, a tattoo shop. And then to die with a tattoo machine. <laughs> Yeah. As soon as you as soon as you stab me in the throat with it, you're just like, let me speed things up. And you put like your foot right on the, the on the accelerator of like, you know, where that it powers it and you can hear the machine go. Dang, what an effect that would be also. Now I'm thinking like makeup and like how to make that work. Like, oh my God, what brutal. That's just that's a brutal dream. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> and then the artist is like, What in the world, man? How am I so no? Why am I supposed to clean this up? Hey, hey, yeah, you clean my station up. <laughs> I love it. What a brutal way to die. And this was a dream. <laughs> this was a dream. And I think it was like, it was a combination of things. Like the, before I went to sleep that day, I, I was watching Ink Master on Paramount Plus. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching, what was I watching? I was watching some uh martial art movie on uh on my collection that i have on itunes mm -hmm. and you know i just fell asleep and you know it just it just happened you know and um you know you were in it and i was like and when i woke up i'm like hmm <laughs> can we really make this happen that is crazy I'm, i might have to call my friend clarissa you know on uh Facebook instant messenger and see if we can actually make this happen. <laughs> That'll be fun. I'm always down. You're going to tell me twice. Yes. Yes. Down. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the famous, uh, you know, podcast, the Kim Huang podcast experience, where once again, Clarissa has a rematch with the ever world famous rapid fire questions. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's back. You know, by popular demand, because, you know, you wanted it and we got it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to ask Clarissa a couple of questions. Um, you know, it could be any type of theme. It could be serious. It could be funny. Um, you know, it could be very philosophical. And she's going to go ahead and do her best to answer it. Now, it could the questions can be true, false. It could be multiple choice. It could be fill in the blank. Um, it could be whatever. So... She doesn't know what kind of questions I'm going to be asking because, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, it just it is what it is, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I got to say, Clarissa, you did very well the last time. I really I really have to say it, you really did well the last time. Thank so. you. Well, let's try and keep that record going then, shall we? <laughs> OK. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is Clarissa De Hoyos. Of San Antonio, Texas, home of the heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels. 
versus rapid fire questions. And here we go. In no um, you know, in no specific order or anything. If if Clarissa was in a music uh, band, then what instrument would Clarissa play? Guitar. A guitar. Yeah. Re- really? Yeah. Okay. Can you actually play a guitar? No. No. Can you play? Well, guitar? you said play instruments. So if you had to say, if what what would your role be in a band? I would love to see. But you said instruments, so I said guitar. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But can you play guitar and Guitar Hero? Absolutely. Yeah, there we go. My, yes, my 100%. Dude, my dude. All right. 100%. <laughs> if Clarissa was playing uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, what character would she pick? Is Yoshi in that one? Yes. Yoshi. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Um, Random question. Do you believe that Billie Jean is not my lover? Billie Jean? Why would Billie Jean not be your lover? I mean, you know, she is just a girl that claims that I am the one, but, you know, but, but the kid but, is not my son. How do you know that? Um, I, I, There's a DNA test. Are you sure about that? Yeah. And, you know, that, that, that's, that kid's got to be part Asian. I mean, that, that would, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. If it doesn't have a speck of yellow on them, we're not claiming them. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's your proof? That's it? That's your proof? That's my proof. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely. unfair. <laughs> hey, I'm the only per- the only child in my family that, like, stand- I'm the only one that has, like, red, brown hair, and I'm white. So, I mean, am I adopted? Like, what about we, me? You know what? We we talked about it in episode 12. We We, we, we actually discussed that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. like. <laughs> okay. If there was one tournament in the NASCA circuit that you really wanted to go for and win it all, what tournament would that be? U.S. Open. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Name three competitors from the NASCA circuit, whether if it's in the uh, present or the past, in the for- women's form division. That you would say, wow, that that they have amazing ability, and that's the reason why I'm doing it right now. Um, Casey Nash, Casey Marks, Casey. Yeah, well, yeah, that 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 counts. That's one. Okay, Casey. Um. Oh, why can't I think of her name? She kicks. She's like this. Kicks like like this. Um, her kicks are insane, flexible. Oh man, it's gonna kill me. Is she Asian? No, she was known for her kicks and her flexibility. Like she would just like straight up just bah, kick. Um, do you know what era? She doesn't compete anymore. Um, oh, it's gonna kill me. But then the other one is gonna be uh Haley Haley Glass. She's okay, from Team Paul here. Mitchell. Yeah, Haley Glass. Yeah, she a beast. Um uh yeah, all of them, all three of them, I just like individually like Casey Marks and her traditional and her power and her this I don't want to say simple as a negative term, but she kept a lot of the form simple, which yeah. I love because it still showcased her power and her intensity. Um Chloe Bruce. Chloe oh, Bruce. There, there Chloe Bruce. Yeah, yeah, there Chloe you go. Bruce and her flexibility and her. I was like, what the 
heck? Like, what the hell? Um, you kind of have the same flexibility almost. No, she's on a whole other level. But your sidekick oh. is pretty high. Uh, I mean, flexible. I she just I don't know. She must be double. I don't know. Like her legs, like way over here or something. Even when she does like her scorpion kick, it's like, no, dude. Um, I, I I when I first saw that, I was like, what in the blue world is this? She on another level. So I love her and her flexibility and what she was able to do with all of that. Like dang. And then just Haley Glass, like she's just a powerhouse. Like look at what she's done. She's she does it. I think she does it all. And then. Um, except sparring. I don't think I've seen her spar. Uh, it's been said that she sparred back in the day, but she doesn't now. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, like she got into the film, film realm also. She was a stunt double and she was in like Logan and all this stuff. Like she's jet. So I'm like, dang, like a little powerhouse right there. And she's young. Like you go boo boo, you go. So I would say those three. Nice. Mm-hmm. I remember that, you know, in the previous episode of episode 12, that you said that uh, your uniform of choice is Arawasa. So if you had to choose a secondary uh, martial arts brand for a uniform, what uniform brand would that be? It'd be Punak because I use it uh, also. So it's oh, the it's Century either... Punak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're sponsored by Century. So I get the Punak uniforms and they're good uniforms. Like they're good. I like them. So Punak and um, Arawasa. I've looked at the Charedo ones also. So those will be, I would, I've never tried it on, but they look like a good uniform. But the ones I wear is Arawasa and Punak. Nice. Mm-hmm. If Clarissa was going to get the next tattoo, what would she get and where would she place it? A dragon right here. I'm on because you can't see me, but uh, uh, the arm and chest dragon coming inwards here and a wrap around my arm, like a Japanese style, like a Japanese, mm-hmm. like a Jap- like a like Japanese style dragon. Mm-hmm. I yeah. almost want it to look like Shenron. Um, oh yeah, yeah, just yeah. Not not exact cartoon ish, like more in the sense of like kind of matching my phoenix that I have. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like watercolor look. So it you can see like, okay, I think that's Shenron, but I'm not sure. So I don't want it to be animated exact, but I want the dragon here wrapped around my arm. So yeah. Whatever happened to the idea that you said that you wanted to get like a tiger to match, you know, your brother and your dad because of your um your martial arts school. Like Oh yeah, I still I, I still want the tiger. That's gonna happen, but that's that sucker is gonna be like on my hip and leg, and I'm not ready for that. That kind of pain. We're not ready for that. So no. But that that's the goal. We want that too. That hasn't gone away. Trust me. I'll say this. Don't don't get it on your ribs. <laughs> no. Because, no. Uh, you know, for me, two sessions in about like uh 16 hours later. Yeah, that that mm. 16 hours? Yeah, 16 hours, yes, ma'am. You know, as you're looking with me with those, you know, you know, those beautiful eyes yes it's 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 real you know and i would Mm. say this if you've never seen a big vietnamese person cry you 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 would have you really would have took the camera be like oh my god i can't imagine let me tell you something if somebody told you like i didn't feel nothing they're lying to you they're Uh, absolutely lying to you Mm -mm. we're not ready for that no thank you no thank you 
Name me some restaurants in the San Antonio area or in San Antonio that it is a must for me to eat there. Oh my God, you're talking to a vegan. I'm going to tell you the vegan spots. No, I'll give you some spots. Um, uh, There's, oh my God, I can't even remember right? everything. Well, give me some vegan spots if that's all you know. Um, well, there's a place not far from here, which is bad because it's not far from here. So I can go there all the time or just order from there, but it's called Plantology. They're, it's all gluten-free and vegan. And the food is amazing. Like, it's amazing. I'll get like breakfast tacos from there. So good. It's so good. And then there's a, a vegan, uh, bakery, like a panaderia. Mm-hmm. They do conchas, they do cupcakes, they do uh, donuts, they do cookies, like everything. And it's all vegan. But what kind of binder they do they use? Because the binder usually for, you know, those kind of desserts are eggs. Beats me, but you know what? Still good. <laughs> and it's good. freaking legit. Okay. It's freaking legit. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's another place. Why can't I think of it? Um, it's downtown. Everything, something, everywhere, everywhere. Maybe it's called everywhere. Um, but what I like about it is it's an outdoor restaurant. Um, they have vegan and other options like everything. Mm. Um, but it's right on the Riverwalk. Um, it's it. Oh yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Garden bar and elsewhere. Real stupid. Elsewhere, garden bar and kitchen. It's legit. Like I love, that's where I have my birthday party. Um, it's all outdoor. It's super cute. It's decorated. There's a lot of places where in around there, they have set up where you can take pictures. The food is good. They have drinks. Like it's really nice. And it's right by the river. So if you go like at suns, like right when the sun's about to set, it's really pretty. So if anything, I would say that place. Cool. When it's cool. And that was hot. Cause then. Yeah. And then be a hot man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, hmm. I really like that place. I've, We've been, like I said, I had my birthday party there. Liquor or beer? Oh, I'm a wine mead person. Okay, at that's this fair. point in my life, like I hardly ever drink now. Like the last time I drank was at my birthday, and I had one drink, and it took me the whole time I was there to finish it. The whole time, yeah. We don't we don't drink anymore. But if I were to like maybe sip, it would be wine or like honey mead. Fair, mm -hmm. fair. Yeah. Okay. Is it less filling or does it taste great? What? That that's the question. Is it less filling or does it taste great? It tastes great. Okay. Okay. Not mad at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm, we'll just we'll think positive and it tastes great. Yes. <laughs> Three of your favorite all-time video games. Mario Kart, um, uh, GoldenEye. This is the yes. Nintendo 64. Um, Love GoldenEye. Oh my God. Well then going, going a little further back, Super Nintendo, Super Mario. Oh, Super Mario World? Mario World. Uh-huh, Super Mario World. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm old school. <laughs> we old school. What is a must when it comes to um when it comes to competing in martial arts tournaments? What is like a must accessories and a must have for you to be there? 
But for me, what do I, what do I need to bring with me in order to be ready to compete? Right. Or just to kind of get yourself like calm down before like the calm before the storm kind of thing. Um, I have to have my music. So I will hurt myself if I don't have my, my AirPods or like my beats or whatever the case is to listen to my music. Cause I need to listen. I need to kind of like zone out and turn everything off. Can't hear anything. Go in my own space, go away from everybody and just kind of like get into the zone. Um, and then uh, I would have to say having my husband there, he's kind of, be, he's kind of become my calm. Helping me kind of get things together. He doesn't even have to like say anything. Just him being there kind of helps me like, okay, I know where I'm at. I'm good. Kind of helps me like, uh, what's it called? Uh, ground myself. Mm. Mm-hmm. We know that Clarissa used to compete in weapons division. Would she bring it back? It's a surprise. Okay. I'll take that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to take that answer. We, we can't, you know, all the good magicians don't uh, reveal the secrets of the, of the trick. So Mm -hmm. we're just going to have to watch and find out, you know, and you can actually get it on pay-per-view for (laughs) (laughs) $49.99. And you can pay my cash app for that. I got you send it to my cash app. Thank you. Nice. (laughs) Nice. If there, if commas were never like, um, if commas were never your weapon of choice, what weapon would you have competed with? So I used to compete with the size a lot. Actually, me and my brother did a team form doing the size mm. way back in the day. So it'd probably be size if I wasn't doing commas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Very good. Three of your favorite martial art movies of all time. All the It Mans. Really? Uh, well, It Man, the first It Man is hands down, like, best is going to be, like, That was favorite. a solid movie there. Yeah, It Man, like, I'm sorry, that's my favorite all-time, like, martial arts movie. That's I can't. It's so good. Uh, God. Other martial arts movie. Jeez, Louise. Ma'am, could you stop? Um, God, killing me. The Karate Kid. Okay, now I'm looking at it like like martial arts. Like, like, I mean, Karate Kid was good. Um, just because Mr. Miyagi made it good because of him and like his teachings and all of that. So Mr. Miyagi made that. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite martial arts movie, though. Um, um, okay, now I'm thinking of, like, just snippets from films that, like, stand out and was just like, that's such an epic, like, oh, um, best of the best. There you the, go. The the tournament, like, that whole, like, oh, my God, was so good. Yeah. Um, everything else, like, but, like, the tournament itself was just, like, so good. Um, trying to think. Uh oh. Um, it's with Donnie and also. Uh, the. Oh, it's gonna kill me. It's with Donnie and. Flashpoint. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Holy guacamole, Batman. That fight. Uh, Harley. Stop it, child. That whole fight scene was so legit that they were really going at it. Like, it was amazing. Yep. I love Donnie Yen. I think it's just because Donnie Yen. <laughs> I love Donnie nice. Yen. He's good. He's so good. So, yeah, but it, man, it's going to be my top, like, number one. Top nice. Top. Did Jackie Chan, did Jackie Chan do his own stunts? A hundred percent. Nice. hundred percent. The poor child. I don't even know how he walking after all the breaks and stuff that he's done. <laughs> he crazy. But I mean, it was legit. A lot of his stuff was legit too. As far as like, like meals on wheels. Um, when he did that fight scene with Benny, the jet, like, yeah, that was legit. Like, Oh, so yeah, a lot of Jackie's stuff too. was so good. Just cause he did his own stuff. DC or Marvel? Oh, that's rude. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. I have. I oh, I have. I have to say, DC, just because Wonder Woman is like my all-time fave. Like, okay. She- She's my person. Like she is my favorite. Super. She's just my favorite. Now if we're talking about films. That's a different story. But if we're talking about like character, like Wonder Woman is going to be my all time like favorite. So I have to go there because of that. Okay. So. Which which segues into the ne- to the next um question. Oh dear. Yes. Would <laughs> Would Clarissa ever cosplay as Wonder Woman? That is my goal. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are looking to cosplay her, but I want to do it justice. So I don't want to do her just, just yet because I'm looking at like the comic, comic book, like Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. So I I don't want to do it. And it's like, really? Like that's your Wonder Woman? Like, no, if I'm, she's my all time fave. I'm going to like do it right. So I'm like, I want to make sure I look the part also. So if I do it, it's going to be a legit cosplay. So. That is the goal, though. I want to do Wonder Woman. So, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. If there was a four-way battle between all four members of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who won the fight? I want Mikey to win. Yes! Mikey's my fave. He is everything. I saw the latest of the newest the movie that they did, the, the newest one. Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. I was, it was on Paramount+. Plus. Um, What did you think about that? I loved it. I liked it I too. I thought it was so good. I I really liked I really liked it. I don't know. I'm trying to remember if I if I was a fan of the the way it was animated. Um I don't I don't remember about the animation and how they did it, but I liked the story. I liked them. I liked the characters. I like how they did everybody. Jackie Chan was hilarious. Yep. I, they I I really enjoyed the movie. It was a good film. We had a good time watching it. All right. Mm-hmm. Can Clarissa actually catch a fly with chopsticks? I've never tried. <laughs> I've never tried this, but I can get it with a mata mosca with oh. a fly swatter. So all day, <laughs> all day, man, all day, we can do that. So I can do that. I don't know about catching it with a chopstick, though. <laughs> we will have to try. If Clarissa had 24 hours free to do whatever she wanted to do where work was not involved, then what would she do within those 24 hours? Oh my God. I could do whatever I wanted. Yeah. 
and work was not an, even an issue. But I, but I only have 24 hours. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the catch. That's so sad. Like I, I would love to travel, but I only have 24 hours. <laughs> I know. I mean, we're going off of like quick stuff and I only have 24 hours. Um, I, Oh, so one of my favorite things to do of of late, but we haven't been able to do it is Joe will, uh, we'll go on the bike and ride. I would love to just ride. Like, I don't want to think about, we're not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about stress. Like that's one thing where it'll help me just de-stress and I kind of just forget about everything. And it's just, let's go for a ride. I don't care where, I don't care what, it's 24 hours. Let's just go somewhere. Like we're keeping it simple. That's it. Cause otherwise if I could just do whatever I wanted and I didn't have 24 hours, I would say let's travel, like actually fly and go somewhere. So yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Besides the usual kata that you perform at uh, in tournaments, Name another form that you like to to perform. Nothing compares to super for me because it's just super. Um, um, I have a new form that I'm working on that I I enjoy. I'm not gonna say because it's a surprise. Um, I'm looking forward to that one, but the other, the other form that I like, are uh, performing, I guess, if you want to say is Chibana Nokusanku. It's another Japanese form. Mm. I like that one because of the, the kicks that it has. So I'm able to showcase some of the height in my kicks. Cause you know, in, in Japanese, a lot of the stuff is very, I don't get to showcase my kicks at all whatsoever. So, but in this one, there's some side kicks that are pretty high. Okay. So I can do it. I thought you were going to say something like Gion or Unsu or something like that. Oh, and the other one that I, I, I'm looking at is uh, Moon Moon, the Korean form. The one that uh, Jeff did it recently, and this is all thanks to Jeff Doss. He did it at, I forgot what tournament, and I, we were watching it here, and he performed it on stage. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's beautiful. I want to learn it. So I've been practicing it. It is hard. Super hard. Do you know what it entails? Like, Mumu, have you seen it before? Do you know what it entails? I've seen it maybe once, but all I remember from Jeff Jeff Doss is that he would always do um, Uji. Oh, okay. No, this one he did on stage for the, the Korean challenge, and it was Mumu. And it, the, the kicks, you have to, like, start back and lift your leg up and rotate coming center and then do a kick and then do the other side, rotate and, like, like what that oh it was amazing so that's one i would love to perfect that would be awesome to see if my kicks can if i can be another if i can do what jeff doss does <laughs> jeff doss you need to hook a, a sister up you know what i'm saying just just say we're, we're on the same team so we're on yeah. the same team so you know you got no excuse you know yeah open the playbook you know let, let her let her inside let let her see the the secrets of the, yeah, the training secrets to get this because Oh my goodness! Hey, she'll bring yeah. you. A, she'll bring you a puffy taco if you let. If you if you if you just you know if you let us just learn the stuff. Just saying. Just done saying. and done. Done, done and done. done. Mm-hmm. 
If there were three states in the United States that you would like to visit that you'd never been to, what would they be? Um, I'm going to say California, but I lie. I've been to California. Yeah, you've been to California. That's right. Colorado. Colorado? What am I saying? I've never been to Colorado. And really? I've always wanted to go. Yes. Colorado, number one. Absolutely. I've always wanted to go. Um, Colorado. Um. Uh, what else? What other states really kind of stand out? Man. <laughs> I mean, Colorado, just because of all the the hiking and what uh everything that's there. Um. Uh, Utah. Utah. What's in Utah? Salt Lake City. <laughs> There's also Washington State. I've never been to Washington. Okay, that would be one. I've never been to Washington. Um, because you know that's uh, in Seattle, Washington. Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee are buried there. Oh, and then uh, that's okay, yeah. So that definitely there, and then um, the uh, Rocky, Rocky, Philly. Yeah, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've been to, I've been to, I've been to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Done. There you go. Yeah. That's where I want to go. Yeah, for sure. I want to climb the stairs. I, I've done it. I've Ooh. done it. I've done that. I, I went to the bottom of the Philadelphia Museum of Art where um the Rocky statue is. Oh, yeah. Um, in Philadelphia, that is the headquarters of the Asian World of Martial Arts store. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I I've been to Philly, you know. Your, your your dude's been to Philly, and he that's awesome. He 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 loves it, you know. And and you know, for me, I'm sorry for any vegans out there. Um, this dude cannot leave unless he has the application of a Philadelphia cheesesteak sandwich in hand. And the only place that did it for me, and y'all take notes, on the corner of Fourth and South Street is Jim Steaks. And it's amazing, and it's good. And once you actually leave the side entrance of Jim Steaks, if you go across the street, Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo Shop is right there. Get yourself <laughs> a tattoo. You're good to go. Oh my god! You have a cheesesteak. Go get a tattoo. Done and done. What else? What else do you need? That's yeah, it. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got a few. Got a few more questions. The San Francisco 49ers have a shot. Um, not that they have a shot. They're going to make it. Like there's no like if or who or what where. They're gonna make it. Who's winning on Christmas? The 49ers or the Baltimore Ravens? 49ers. Love. Oh no. We 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 gotta have a talk, man. <laughs> Clarissa, I love you. I really do. And you are my friend. And I I hold a very special place for you in my heart. But uh -huh. on Christmas, uh -huh. it's the black and purple that's going to raid California, and we are going to make your house our nest. Oh, honey, you got your colors all wrong. It's golden red all day, boo boo. I mean, those are that's a great color scheme if you want to have that on a Dodge Viper. That's great, but you know, in the world of of, of today, it's the black and purple. Yes. Well, you know what? We'll see what happens. We will see what happens on Christmas Day. I'm just going to say this. 
whoever's team actually wins, that means that that person was on on the good list this year. <laughs> there you go. I'll take that. I'll take that. And I'm going to make I'm going to make a public bet right now. If the Baltimore Ravens win, you must take a a, a picture and post it on Facebook, and you must actually have a piece of paper or a poster board that reads, and I quote, I love the Baltimore Ravens. And if the, and I can if, do that because it's not the Cowboys. And <laughs> if the San Francisco 49ers win, mm-hmm. I will take a picture of a piece of paper that says, I love the San Francisco 49ers. Here's the caveat. If you win, if you win, I got to wear my Baltimore Ravens gear. If I win, you have to wear your San Francisco 49ers gear. When we're taking the pictures? Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That is off. Okay. I got you. Air shake. I got you. All good, boo. <laughs> All good. All day. No worries. You just get ready. Make sure it's a big old poster board written out. Well, I think I'll have to. Well, the the poster board. Well, the poster board will actually cut uh, block my Lamar Jackson jersey, but I will have a piece of paper in big font that will read exactly what it says, and in the bottom of it, it'll probably say "Thanks a lot, Clarissa." <laughs> I will take that. This works for me. I like this bet. <laughs> it, it, people, we're not betting money. We're just betting pride here. Yep. Basically, <laughs> sometimes that's all we can afford. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. It don't cost much. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh yeah. All right. Like I said, few more questions. Uh, we already know that Clarissa is a vegan. So if she could actually pick one vegetable that could represent her life, then what vegetable represents Clarissa's life? Broccoli. Wow, why why broccoli? That's random. It's a tree. It represents a tree. It represents the tree. Okay. It represents a tree. Okay. Exactly. I am a tree. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> Fill in the blank. I am truly satisfied when blank. When um, I've accomplished anything that I had set for the day or more. Okay. When it comes to your martial arts training, what is a must? Oh, my God. What is a must? Uh, Learning and doing as much as I can and giving back as much as I can. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Favorite kick? I kick. Okay. Very good. Um, let me see. Let me think of a real good one. Oh, dear. Okay. Here we go. In the mythological world, who would actually win the fight between the tiger and the dragon? Uh, I'm gonna. I would have to say 
even though I want the tiger to win, I would have to say the dragon. Okay. I would have to say dragon, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm okay with this. <laughs> I am okay with that. All right. And well, I get a dragon tattoo anyway, so it's fine. That's fair. All right. If there was a person that asked for your advice about martial arts training, what advice would you give? Ooh, I, first off, I would want to know why they want to learn martial arts and what they're looking to get out of it. I think that's where it really stems from and what they want to learn. Because martial arts is just general. Like, cool, you want to learn martial arts, but why? What do you want to get out of it? What are you looking to achieve? What do you want to do? What are your goals? Because martial arts probably isn't the best thing. Or based off of that, then it would be like, okay, then this is the specific style I would suggest. Okay. That's where I would go with that. Okay. Where do you see yourself five or ten years from now in the subject matter of martial arts and your uh, your training and your um, your competition uh, status. Okay, how old am I? She's okay. twenty one. I had to think. I had to think. Like, wait, how old am I? How long? Is it? Okay, I would still love to be competing, um, but I would have um, want to have achieved my major goals by then. Like, meaning like Team USA. We've we've done it. We're on the team. We've achieved all of that. Traveling, competing. Um, Joe is already a black belt at that point, so he's completing and competing at the black belt level. We're probably competing against each other at that point too. Um, and sorry, uh, Joey, I, my my allegiance is to Clarissa. I will have a glow, go Clarissa like you know poster written in red good, letters. Good answer. I approve this. Good answer. <laughs> um uh achieved anything i mean achieved all of that in the martial arts when it comes to my personal stuff and what i want to do and accomplish and then for him as well whatever else he wants to accomplish and then helping my kids achieve their goals because at that point it's my i don't want to say my time is done because i'm still i still want to compete and show up and be there and be present but i've done i've done what i needed to do at that point if that makes sense like i want to help my kids accomplished and they're the next ones that are up and coming and i want to help them do what i've done or go further so that when i say like i want to be able to learn as much as i can because once i stop learning then my kids stop learning so i want to continue that learning and that education and grow and go further or maybe go back to japan and okinawa and uh, train a couple times more and just come back and and give back as nice. well but accomplish my personal goals in the martial arts and then joe also because he's looking to get his black belt soon too is enough ever enough no okay here's a good philosophical one okay you're in the forest and you're meditating and all of a sudden that you actually see and hear that a tree actually fell down to the ground and i mean one of those big trees where you have to cut it down with an axe Mm -hmm. If if nobody's there to hear the sound but you, does it make a sound? If I heard it, then yes. Okay. Okay. Good. good. Yeah, it goes back to like, it doesn't matter what you think and what you say. But if I heard it and I say it, then what I say, I feel it matters. Like for me, personally, 
It matters because I heard it. You don't have to believe it, but I do. And that's it. I'm good with that. Name three of your favorite martial art trickers. Pickers. Uh, I'm just going to go off of who I know as far as like names. Well, Alex Montes, obviously. Um, I know Haley Glass Tricks. I think she won that tricking competition, actually, or something that happened in Vegas, maybe. Adrenaline or, Worldwide. The what? Adrenaline, yes, adrenaline. Worldwide. Yeah. Adrenaline, adrenaline. Um, oh God, you said three? Yes. Oh, I don't know if I know another third one. Do I know names? Hold on. Um, come on now. Who do I, I know, I gotta know people who could trick. I can't think off the top of my head their name. Do you want me to name some names and maybe you can just say yes or no? Sure. Matt Emig. Oh, yeah, Matt Emig. About- okay, we're going, uh, I I don't know why I was thinking I was thinking more of like people who still compete like now now like now now. I mean, if you look at now if we're going back to like Matt Emig, now I'm thinking of um like Chris Brewster. Um they were part of the team side swap. Like yep, those guys that were on yep. team sides wide. Yeah. Yep. Craig Henningsen, who was in Cobra Kai. The heck, I recognized him. Um, Chris Brewster, and I forgot Matt. Not Matt Emmett. It was another Matt. I don't know. But those guys, yeah. All those trickers, especially those that they went on to the America's Next what uh, Talent or something like that. Let me name one that, that you probably forgot, but you probably uh, you might have heard of the name. What about Steve Tarada? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he was insane. He's the one that did all the, the backup and all the kicks at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, especially the the world famous quadruple flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, "What in the world was that? That was amazing." They're crazy, like insane. And I'm like, well, "How do you? How? How?" They're how legit. do you how do you still even have knees? <laughs> yeah. How did yeah, how are your knees? How are you still how are you still walking after that? I would have broken. I would have just collapsed. Boom. Mm-mm. Oh my goodness. If if Clarissa uh committed a crime where she would actually uh serve time in jail, would she either A rather serve jail or B use the get out of jail card by eating a, a cheeseburger? How long would I have to serve? Um, you know, years. Oh, that's that's rude. That's rude. <laughs> yes, that's. But it depends on like why? Why am I going to jail now? If I deserved it, and I like you know I deserved it. No, nope, I got to go to jail. Sorry, that's it. Not gonna happen. But if I didn't deserve it. Oh, that's rude. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could eat a cheeseburger. I don't know. Like, I think I'd... Oh. Just thinking about it makes me sick. Just thinking about having to eat the cheeseburger makes me sick. Like... You used to back in your heyday. I know, but this was years ago. Years. I haven't had meat in a very long time. 
how long since like for how long like when did you when did you convert like when did you stop eating meat and convert like when did you stop meat when did you stop eating meat as a whole and converted to let's say just vegetarian vegetarian yeah i want to say 2012 Mm -hmm. really yeah i didn't turn full vegan till i moved here to san antonio and it's been about seven years wow Seven vegan seven years. Would you ever would you ever flip flop back to being just like a regular vegetarian or are you just a vegan for the long haul? I'm I'm a vegan. There's there's no way I could ever go back. Like I I there's there's no way. I I can't. I can't go back. Cause then because a lot of people are not going into the concept of like, oh, I'm vegan. A lot of people turn vegan or vegetarian for the diet purposes, not because of the beliefs behind it. At first, I did turn because of the diet because I got really sick. But as I became educated and really learning about what's going on and what am I really eating, well, like I was like, no, I'm full vegan now. Like I can't go back. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Is there something like, let's say, like you know, when you look back to where you are now, is there something that makes you say, you know, yeah, I kind of miss those days when I could eat ate that pepperoni pizza you know what i mean i mean i i i look at it like recently we we had um we celebrated uh my husband's birthday joe's birthday at peter piper pizza oh yeah like he was a little kid like the whole shebang like everything he's like i'm gonna have my birthday at peter piper it's like really it's like absolutely i love peter piper okay so we had his birthday at peter piper pizza and i used to be a big fan Peter Pepper, like I grew up on the stuff, loved it. So being there and seeing the pizza, like I was reminiscing, it brought back memories of my childhood, but I didn't miss like I wish I could eat it. I just looked at it and was like, okay. I'm like nice. Nice. All right. Well, two more questions because I know we're running out of time and you know, I'm getting like, you know, like the the flash signal. So, you know, uh-huh. we, we definitely want to we definitely want to uh, respect it. Um the last time I asked you a question is that, you know, the um, if you could have dinner with three other people, um, you know, famous or not famous, um, dead or alive, who would it be? We're resurrecting that question. New answers. If you had to go out to dinner and you could invite three guests of your choice, living or deceased, famous not famous martial arts or non-martial arts who would you invite this is an open fair question you can invite anybody you want hell you can even invite family if you want who i was about it- to say i'd probably do family at this point it would probably be like my grandparents really uh, mm-hmm. yeah do you, do you think I mean, do you think joey would actually have the third seat jo- what do you mean Remember the last time I said Joey couldn't, you couldn't be, he could sit on the sidelines, but he couldn't be on the table. Now he mm-hmm. has a choice. Now he has the option to be in that table. Would he actually have the seat on the table? Um, uh, I don't know if, I mean, may probably, you know what, probably, because at that point I would want them to meet him. If we're getting that deep, like have my grandparents meet who my other half is basically. So yeah, I'd be my grandfather, grandma, 
from one side and then my grandma from the other side. So that would be the three people. Nice. Mm-hmm. The very last one I want to, um, I want to implement. We talked about the last time we talked about like who would be on your Mount Rushmore of martial arts. And you named basically a couple of people, um, you know, in, that you knew in the, in the Japanese world. Mm-hmm. But if they were not an option, who would be your other four uh, people of Mount Rushmore for martial arts? Who did I name the last time? I don't rename them. <laughs> I think you said something about uh, Sensei Vedas and his teacher, and then the teacher that actually invented Gojiru. Oh, okay. So, like, if we were to do it again, I'd probably do like the up and coming, like, people have just kind of set, like, I don't know, not the standard, but have, like, kind of, um, paved the way for future martial artists and karate in itself because it was finally in the olympics um so the gold medalists so sandra sanchez and rio kuna uh definitely them too because of what they've been able to accomplish and being the first gold medalist um to achieve that and then probably they're in uh i would say maybe their instructor sandra's husband um because of Obviously, we can't get wherever we're getting without help or instruction. And I've seen them kind of like work together. They just, it's just amazing what they have. So definitely him. Um, Rio Kuna himself. I don't know who his instructor is. Uh, uh, but I want to put anyone else up there. Besides him, uh, that's probably you said not my sensei. Matt. Um, well, you already mentioned him the last time. I know that's why I know I know I know, but still, <laughs> but still, I don't know who I would put as the other one. Uh, that one's gonna get me as far as that. I don't know who who Rio's instructor is or who he studies with. But we'll just say who his instructor is. Can't. That okay. Because okay. <laughs> I don't know. I had to research that. Well, Clarissa, I got to say, this has been a great time to to, to run it back. I, 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 I just knew that, uh, you know, when, again, when I saw that little thing on Spotify that, you were the number one episode of my podcast uh, that got a lot of attention and a lot of listening. I knew that I, I, I had to try my best to get you back in here because I felt like this would be great if we could have the rematch. And I definitely think that this rematch, quote unquote, definitely lived uh, to the expectation and definitely worth the hype. Um I myself cannot thank you enough for being my guest and also in general for just being a great role model and a great ambassador of martial arts because, you know, for, you know, individuals like yourself, you're paving the way for like martial artists like myself to really, you know, go after it and to be inspired and to work hard and to be at their very best. And, you know, I really cannot thank you enough for that. That that means Mm -hmm. a lot to me and in, in my world. 
Oh, you're welcome. That means a lot to hear. And I'm super glad that we were able to do this again. Like I said, it was an honor and privilege to be on the first time. And then again, um, just awesome. Super glad that we were able to make it happen. All the chaos with the lawyers and all the signing and the contracts. I know it was a hot mess, but we made it work. We made it happen. So super excited. Um, I can't wait to actually hear it. And I can't wait for Christmas Day because it's going down. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean, you know, for anybody that's, you know, not doing anything on Christmas, if for anything, watch watch the Ravens versus the San Francisco 49ers. And we will find out on that day who wins the bet. I'm telling you right now, it's it's you know, we're not we're not betting any money. We're it's just pride on the line and we can afford a lot of that. So yes. Done and done. Super excited. Well, again, it's been an honor and privilege to be on here again. Um, had a great time talking about just everything. I love it. So again, thank you for having me on the show. Well, let's just go ahead and get you um, to have like some closing thoughts. Like, you know, if you want to just say anything, if you want to thank anybody, if you want to tell people what's going on in your life, if you want to endorse anything, or if you want to just put your social medias out there, uh, now's the time to do it. Um, well, shoot. Oh God, going off of that, there's so much I can say, but I mean, like I, I, what I love that what we did was we started the year off talking and then getting to kind of recap how the year went and how we're ending it and what the goals are for next year. Um, so I, I would say that, you know, how we start off, we expect one thing, but you know what, it might not always end up the way we want it, but there's always a reason for that. It might take a little bit of time. We might have to go through some other things before we are able to obtain whatever the goals are. But no matter what, don't stop. Don't quit. Keep going. You have people cheering on for you on the sidelines. Um, you have people supporting you, whether you know it or not. People are there watching and they rely on you as a support, whether you know it or not. Um, so I'm taking this year as a time of like, okay, I've learned a lot. I'm looking forward to what next year has to uh, throw, like what's going to be thrown at us this time, because if we were able to get through this year, can't wait to get through the stuff next year because we're going to be bigger, better and better at whatever we do. Um, and I couldn't have done it without uh, my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, his fiance, because um, they're going to be getting married in a couple of like two weeks. Oh, um, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So the family is growing. So super excited about that. My kids back home, my kids here in San Antonio, everyone that I've been able to work with. Thank you for all the support and the love. My team, Team Tiger, Team Revolution. My And of course, my husband, I couldn't have done it without, I couldn't have done anything without him. I don't even take hate and my children that are here also. Um, but, um, but yeah. you know, <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, and then obviously if anyone would like to support or help because of that fundraiser that we were talking about earlier, um, you can reach out to me through my Instagram, Sensei Claire Bear 1313, um, or Facebook. I'm on there also, Clarissa Claire Bear the Hoyos. Just reach out to me if you want to help or support or interested in purchasing tickets. We still have time. Okay, nothing is going on until Christmas. And then we have another raffle going on uh before Super Bowl next year. So we have time to make all that happen. So Thank you again for the love and support. Looking forward to what next year has to bring. Nice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try to end this real quick because, you know, I'm getting like um, 
I'm getting like some signals around the area. This is not good. You know, I mean, I guess the, your boy has definitely been found and on the run. So let's go for it. Uh, you can go ahead and find me on Facebook. Just go ahead and search for me, the Kim Huang Podcast Experience. Just go ahead and enter it, search for it, and I'm there. Just go ahead and follow it. There you go. I am on two social media platforms, uh, Instagram and on now the thing called X, formerly known as Twitter. You can go ahead and find me at TKHPC Experience, all in one word, lowercase letters, no spacing, no punctuation marks. Your boy is on five um podcasting platforms he is on spotify spotify for podcasters he is on apple Podcasts. he is on google Podcasts and amazon prime now do your boy a favor please like and subscribe to this podcast on all the major podcasting platforms and if you have spotify please give me a five-star review if you have apple podcast not only can you do a five-star review for me, but please leave a positive and excellent written review. And the purpose behind that is the more times that you do that for Spotify and the more times that you do that for Apple Podcasts, there is a strong following that will happen. It will go to the front of the pack and somebody might be like, hey, Jose, this is that podcast I was telling you about. All right, cool. Let you know, And we'll go ahead and follow it. And yes, do so. And while you're at it, Spread it out through the word of mouth. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your grandma, tell your grandma's grandma, whoever you want. Tell them about this podcast and also um, support it by actually spreading it out through social media. I mean, we got Facebook, we got instant mess, uh, uh, we have instant messenger, we have uh, Instagram, we have uh, Snapchat, we have everything. You know what I mean? It's crazy. We have TikTok, we have all that stuff. We have, you know, X. Just spread it out there. Let everybody know. You know what I mean? And if you want to be a guest on the show, uh, you know, if you want to be a special uh, guest host, or if you have any constructive criticism, please email me at the Kim Huang Podcast Experience at gmail.com. Whatever the subject is, put it on the subject box and whatever you want to write on the body of the email, please do so. Wow, that was a mouthful. So, guys, thank you so much for, uh, you know, listening, loving, supporting this i appreciate it as i always say i don't do this without y'all this does not work without y'all if as long as you guys want me to keep going i will keep going until the wheels fall off the axles and i'm about to slam into the curb you know what i mean that's how serious i am this is how i'm passionate about my creative medium and this is a creative medium that I have grown to love and embrace you know what i mean Please be safe out there. I want you guys to be well. It doesn't do me good if you actually do something dumb and land in a pine box and get buried six feet under by the undertaker. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Why? Because we love you guys. We want you to be well. We want you to be in a good headspace. We want you to be in a good mental place. We want you to be well physically. We want you to take over the damn world because you can do it. You're worth it. And if somebody tells you that you're not worth it, Tell them to go kiss your butt and to kick rocks. You know what I'm saying? So for my lovely and beautiful guest, Clarissa DeHoyos, who actually uh, knows more martial arts than you and I combined, um, this is your boy, the Asian sensation, Kim Huang, saying thank you so much. Uh, muchas gracias. Um, you know, domo arigato. We will do it again real soon. Thank you so much. I love y'all. Keep it real. Keep it 100. Keep it 100.
And um, I'm going to go ahead and chase this taco truck. All right, guys, it's been real. Peace.